I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. All right, short message from my number one sponsor, NetSuite. Here's the deal. If you're a business owner, you don't need them, NetSuite, to tell you it's tough to run a business because it is, right? We all know that. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. They're the world's number one cloud-based business system. They give you the visibility and control of your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. You want to join over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. So schedule a free product tour now at netsuite.com slash school. That's netsuite.com slash school. I want to talk to you today about, about a topic that, you know, is part of the straight line training belief systems, right? But it was interesting because, you know, what this guy was talking about, he's in the fitness industry and he's really working with me closely, helped me really nicheify the straight line for that particular industry. I think there's a huge market there, right? And what he was saying to me, which really struck a chord, was how... The biggest thing with the straight line system and why it's so effective when someone really goes through it is that it addresses someone's beliefs. There's a whole module on beliefs, right? And I've told you before how that when I made my first loop around the world back in like 2000 and 2009, right? And I, and I just taught the straight line system, right? And I didn't really go into the inner game and focus on belief change and standards, right? I came back a year later and I was surprised that not everybody had picked it up, like half people soared to success and there was like another half that really never embraced it. And it kind of scratched my head because you know, I always had like such a high success rate with the straight line. I was like, why would half of the people not really pick this up? And then and I realized that, you know, when I was teaching it at Stratton, you know, every single day, you know, I was hammering in with the daily trainings and daily motivation and without even realizing it, I was, constantly attacking their beliefs, making them sort of, you know, take a look at, at, you know, what they thought they were capable of and have them completely sort of rewrite their own belief of what they themselves were capable of. Those, when we talk about beliefs here, right, there, there's, there's two types of beliefs. And there's one particular type here. Now, let me rephrase this. You can say there's two types of beliefs and talk about there's empowering beliefs and there's disempowering. I don't mean that. So forget, I'm talking something different. I'm talking about there's classes of beliefs, right? And I'm referring to something called capability beliefs. In other words, there, there are these beliefs that we have about what we're capable of. You know, I believe that I'm capable of achieving massive wealth and success. I believe I'm capable of closing anyone who's closable. I believe that I'm a decent closer. That if I, you know, I'm, I'm the least average closer. I believe I suck on the phone. I believe I suck at communication. I believe that people don't find me interesting. I believe that I freeze up when I have to speak in front of crowds. You know, I spend a lot of time on the platform, guys, on, on, in the closed group, looking at the comments. And you notice when I comment, very often I comment, but I see, it, it's shocking, but I, I see sometimes, like, someone makes a comment, and it'll, it'll just be like a straight belief issue, where someone will say, you know, I'm really good on the phone, but I'm just not very good with people in person. I freeze up. And, you know, I, I get nervous. I just, I, you know, people don't find me interesting. And that's like, it's like a straight out of the capability belief book. And because of that, because they don't think, this person, or many people don't think they're capable, what it does is number one, A, 
it makes them nervous to even try. So they end up, so watch what happens. Because they lacked us a strong belief in themselves and their skill set and their ability to achieve something, right? A, when they walk into a situation that requires them to access a skill they don't believe they has, they immediately freeze up and they fall into a disempowered state. So what happens is when you have a limiting capability belief, it triggers you falling into a disempowered state. And from there, everything goes wrong. In other words, think about it this way, and, and I'm addressing it directly, I can't remember his name, but I'm addressing it directly to you, you know who you are, right? Well, you said I'm really good at over the phone, but I can't sell in person. Well, in truth, by the way, how could that really be possible? Barring that you're just physically repulsive to look at, I'm sure that's not the case, but if you're physically repulsive, okay, maybe, all right, you know, it could be more difficult. But barring that one thing, you're not 500 pounds, you're not disgusting and repulsive to look at, right? Here's the deal. It doesn't really make sense that that could be possible because the same skill sets that are required to close over the phone are required to close in person. There is no real difference. Yes, there's a few extra body language tricks, but for there to be that much of a discrepancy where I'm great on the phone and I just suck in person, that should not, that's not, it doesn't make logical sense. But what happens is because you don't think you're good at something, you end up triggering a disempowered state. When you walk into the situation, you become fearful, you become uncertain, you become less confident, right? Versus being certain, confident, having courage, you become overwhelmed. And then, remember how states work? What your state does is it allows you to either access the resources that you have inside, access your skills, or a negative state blocks you from accessing your skills. So if you wanna know why you're having problems closing in person or presenting in person, it's not because you lack some major skill. It's not because you were born just being, I'm good on the phone and bad, it's not that. What happens is, is because somehow you picked up a belief that I'm not effective in person and what that belief is doing is it's causing you to fall into a disempowered set of states and those disempowered states are not allowing you to access the straight line system when you're in person. So when you're on the phone, you could access those skills. It's a perfect example of how state management works, that the right state allows you to access the skills you already have. You know, being in a positive state doesn't make you better, it allows you to be your best. And when you're in a very disempowered state, like you go, like this person falls into, when they show up in person, it blocks them from accessing it. So that they're actually, essentially they're worst. So that's what's going on. Now, fair enough, but how do you fix that? What's the fix for that? Well, let me tell you what the fix is. The bottom line is that beliefs, every belief that we have has a root. You know, beliefs, beliefs don't just come out of thin air. We form beliefs about our capabilities, typically in his how we form them. We try something, we attempt to do something, and based on the result that we get, 
You know, we try something, right? So we're born, everyone's born perfect. We all have, you know, uh, we're at day one, we're all perfect. Then we try stuff. We take action. And then based on the result that you get from taking that action, okay, you might get a positive result or a negative result. If you get a negative result, what happens is it starts forming a limiting belief. It acts as the seed of the limiting belief. So essentially beliefs are based on the experiences. They're rooted in experience. It could be something you heard. It could be something that someone said to you. It might have been just a simple fleeting feeling that you once got inside. You saw something, you said something, you felt stupid. Maybe it was back when you were a kid in school and you tried to present in public and you got in front of the room and you froze up and that said, you know, maybe I'm not good in front of people. And you and that belief then starts to reinforce itself, so it scours the horizon basically, and it looks for evidence that it's true. So what you do is you you'll find anything that you can to support this belief, and then you'll delete out anything that goes against the belief. So a belief starts to reinforce itself, and ultimately it's just like this sort of cycle of belief where you start living a smaller and smaller and smaller life. Till you get to this point where you would say with a straight face, I'm a great salesman on the phone, but I just fall apart in person. All that is, it's the function of a limiting belief that reinforced itself over time. How do you break it? Very simple. We have to go back to the root. You have to go back to the experience. What gives a belief its power are the experiences that you have that say it's true. So imagine, a, a, a belief is like, I, I give you this metaphor before, I've said this before. So a belief, imagine the idea itself. I'm not good in person. That's the, that's the belief you have. I'm, I'm not able to sell in person. That's an idea. So visualize a table with four legs. The table top, written on that table top, is the idea, I am not able to close in person. And then the legs, those four legs, what holds that belief up, what gives that belief, makes it reality in your mind, are the root experiences and the experience that came after that that tell you the belief is true. You'll say, well, when I was very young, I tried to sell in person, I bombed out. Then the last time I tried to sell again, the people told me just to get like, slammed the door in my face. And someone just said, wow, you seem terrible. And you go, it, was, it could be a, a, a bad clothes that you had, a comment someone made, okay? And what happens is, over time, because these beliefs sit below the surface, they disguise themselves as facts of life. So how do you break it? Well, here's how you do it. I don't have time to do it right now, but I've gone through this in the weekly intensives. I want you to go back to one of the, the first of the, it's like the first two or three weekly intensives I ever did, and I go through in detail how you crack a limiting belief. And it has to do with doing a timeline regression and going back into the past and, and going back to the moment that belief first formed and changing the meaning of the experience. Let me just tell you very briefly what it is and then I want you to go do this. I want you to go back to this training tonight and spend 40 minutes doing, changing the split. You'll see it's fucking magical. So here's what I'm saying. The old saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. In this context, what it means is that when something negative happens or something positive happens, whether or not you consider it to be negative or positive is based on the meaning you apply to the experience. The experience is the experience. Here's an example. I went out when I was 21 years old and started a business, right? Meat and seafood. 
I built it up from one truck to 26 trucks and then went bankrupt and lost all my money, lost everything, right? And when I was done, and it was just the worst time in my life back then, right? This terrible episode, lost all my money. I looked at the mirror and said, maybe I'm not entrepreneurial material. Maybe I'm just a great salesman. Maybe I'm not meant to own my own business. After all, look what just happened. That was the meaning I applied to the experience. So the experience was that I went out of, I went bankrupt. The meaning I applied was maybe I'm just not meant to be an entrepreneur. But yet in reality, is that really the truth? Well, of course not. Number one, I had been, had many entrepreneurial experiences early before that. What happened was I didn't know the rules of entrepreneurship. Business has rules, and if you don't know those rules and you violate them, you're gonna fail. Well, I didn't know the rules. And I went off half-cocked and started a business, didn't have a system to follow, didn't have a mentor like myself to listen to, right? And what happened was, is because I didn't learn the rules first and violated them, I lost all my money. So what's the real lesson? The real lesson is before you jump off and go half-cocked starting a business, you better learn the rules of success. Educate yourself, grow yourself. The, the real meaning, so the meaning, the experience is bankruptcy. The lesson, the meaning is, next time before you start a business, make sure you learn the basic rules of going into business and find a mentor and follow a system. But the day that that happened and I lost all my money, was feeling terrible, it was the worst day, right? I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just not meant to be an entrepreneur. That was the meaning I applied. So when you had this root experience where I'm just not good at selling in person, that's not what happened. You're not, it's not that you're not good at selling in person. It's just that back then, you didn't have a system. No one taught you how to close in person. Now that I'm teaching you, your past does not equal your future. The only power that belief has over you is in your own mind. It's, a, it's essentially a false belief based on a flawed meaning you've applied to an empirical experience. The experience was, you know what, if you want to go sell in person, you better go learn the straight line first. Then you can succeed. Change the meaning of the experience, change the lesson, and all of a sudden that belief, it collapses and you can grow, overcome it, and become successful. Now, it's not as simple, it's a lot, what I just did was logic it out, right? What I want you to do now is do it at a much deeper level using a process I was taught by Dr. Richard Bandler, NLP, founder of NLP. This is a powerful process that I was taught and I want you to do it. I lay it out for you in like the second or third week. Find it, go through it, and I promise you that limiting belief will collapse. You replace it with an empowerment and watch what happens the next day you go out there and you say, oh my God, of course I can sell in person. And just like that, You've broken the belief and you're soaring to success. I love you all, guys. Listen to me. We all have limiting beliefs. We all do. I do. We all have them. We must root them out when they're not, when they're holding us back, when they're impacting our life in a negative way, you have to root that shit out. And there's a way to do it and you replace it with an empowering belief that allows you to soar to success. Remember, the belief causes you to get nervous, you fall into a disempowered state, and it blocks you from accessing your resources. You get it? So, well, yes, you have, see, the irony is you, you actually have the skills to close in person or on the phone, but you're blocked 
from asking them at the right time because of the belief. Once you eliminate the belief, bam, you're fucking sore. All right? Find that training. Go through it, guys. I love you all. We'll speak again tomorrow. Take care.